The following story is an excerpt from my newest book, The Journey into Deep Memory. These received stories are playfully told, yet powerfully filled with message. The intention and the theme is around remembering and a refinding of our origins and our purpose upon this earth. This first story is called The Dream. He is the original dreamer. Perceive him, this immortal light in mortals. Resting in the eternal he is born, the deathless one flourishing in his own self. The Rig Veda, verse 4. The Rig Veda is a very, very old written text. And this is a verse from it. And now we'll begin the story. seeing is a very old person, undefined in gender. What I'm seeing is the image of the timekeeper, like the Mayan image of a person bent almost over double, carrying a great bundle on his back. But in this case, I'm not seeing a bundle, I'm just seeing the age, the agedness. And the words are starting to come now. You are seeing the great agedness of the watchers, the agedness of the witnesses, who have been witnessing the strides of time and the stories of humanity and the stories of Earth. This aged witness is not tired, he's not depleted, just deepened, matured, and progressed by the very process of being a witness. There is a sense that it has all been seen over and over, and there is a waiting. As I hear that, I'm starting to see a picture of where we are going. see countless watchers in this position of watching, waiting, witnessing. Each of those three terms is different, to watch, to wait, to witness. Witness is a position held, a suspension of mind and soul, impartial, yet acutely conscious, watching. I see these great innumerable entities watching as though standing in a great big circle, 
with a luminous space in between and within. This circular space of just blank, luminous light reminds me of the ceiling in the ongoing story, the image in the library. Waiting sits behind watching, a depth of self that streams from timelessness. The timekeepers themselves are timeless. I feel the presence of the elder that's been with us all along, directing me as though there is a hand put into my brain and moving his fingers around a little and arranging what I see, what I can receive, moving my eyes to see something. I'm like a puppet, in a sense, held in this watching and this witnessing and this waiting. So I am one of these in this great circle, I'm being told that to witness and watch while not in the body gives one a much greater viewing and a greater sense of this. The words of the elder. In the embodied state, the present world necessarily fills your senses and fills the reality and it is the primary watching, the primary witnessing. It is necessary, and it's meant to be that way. For not to be present in this material world is to fail it. It is to stumble and to make mistakes, sometimes even life-threatening mistakes. One must be present, one in the body, and this requires most of the energy of awareness. This great circle we're showing you and that you are part of are entities, both souls in incarnation and also some that are not. We show you those that are in their physical lifetime as a dimmer light than those that are fully in only their energy body. They have a brighter light. Therefore, this great range can look like stars twinkling in and out. What is being seen? We now turn our eyes to this. In the center of this luminous space, we see a mountain, a volcanic mountain, a perfect cone, a non-active perfect cone. We are watching a luminous mist departing. We are now descending this mountain and seeing a landscape of verdancy. These are deciduous trees, fruiting trees, jungle trees in a vitality that is indescribable. You can see the zinging of their life force and you can hear them in their vibrancy of life. You can see their emanation. It is a forest of life surrounding this mountain and on this mountain. We are looking from above at the level of the treetops and we're looking at this most intensive energy picture here at the top of the trees. 
between the trees and the earth and the sun. The exchange at the top of the trees is the most potent, this sparking, singing, light-charged transformation of sun into the energy of life within the tree, within this earth, and the charging of the atmosphere. This is the dream. The dream that is held in the mind of the unnameable absolute. The dream in the mind of the One is to breathe life into and intend life into such a tangible vibrancy of earth forms. The trees are created as the receivers of the light. The plants were created as the receivers of the light. The transformers of the light into life that could be dispersed and utilized and absorbed. All this you know. This is the dream. You are looking at a dream of perfection, the jewel of this earth, the jewel of the sunlight flowing into form and animating it with spark and vitality the vivacity. Did you know that these trees are sensory? These trees hum? We take you down through the canopy, down, down into the gravity, down into the earth, and you stand there, light as a feather, because you're not really there. You're there in thought, and your feet are as light as a feather. The mists that are blowing all around blow right through the mist that you are. The density of the life forms are not a density to you. You are a mist that could flow through all these branches and vines and trunks. We are taking you through to this clearing. This clearing has a pool of clear water within it, and this clearing is a grass-filled veil. In this veil, the sun can penetrate the canopy and fall upon the water, and you can hear singing as it does that. Now we show you the children, the people. We apologize for calling them the children. They are the people, but we call them the children, for they are in a childlike state of mind and heart. They are in a purity of innocence and a simplicity of consciousness. They are singers. And they are able to hear the singing and the humming and the sparkling. They can hear the language of the light. They can go into dialogue and listening to the trees, to the water, to the sun. They see their bodies as composed of the water, the sun, the wood, and the leaves. They see and they know right through into the body. 
They can see the rivers and the lakes in the body and the woody structures of the bones. They can see the leaf-like structures of the flesh and the streaming current of the sun in the nerves. These are the children of pure sensing, pure being, arisen from this perfection. We show you this small glimpse, a small moment in this ancient, unchartable history of humanity. These children don't know who they are, nor is it a thought in their minds like, who am I? They know they are guardians and they are wonderful embodiments. They know they can free this little bush from a stone with their hands. They can help a creature who is entangled. They know their hands are unlike anything else here. When they look at their hands, they see the same sparkling coming off their fingertips that you saw coming off the top of the trees. Their hands create wonder. And if they look at their hands long enough, they become stirred with, who am I? What are we? But it isn't a big question, and it doesn't mean the same thing to them as it would to you. It is more... What am I to do with these hands? Why have I got these hands? Now, hear a voice speaking. There is an eternal voice, a deep voice of the Creator. This is my pure stream. My first stream. It didn't just happen like that. I let you into my dream. Perhaps it was a naive dream. Perhaps those hands held so much more power than I ever knew. This was my first dream. The pure, the sweetest dream. And it did happen that way, here and there, in bits, in moments. It is a real dream. It is the dream of love, and it is the dream that love led to. But they didn't know who they were, and they didn't know where they came from, and they didn't know what they could do. This, my first dream, was a dangerous dream. Those people this body I dreamed that had hands like that and senses like that, that was the perfection of it all put together, was so much more powerful and so much more than could ever have been conceived. With a sweep of my hand in your eyes, I show you it all. Everything that came after, right up to now, to you on your street 
and it is all in the dream. It is all magnificent and exquisite and terrible and powerful and dangerous. It is all in the dream. Like the rolling thunder, it got bigger and greater, and it sent its booming force through infinity. That perfect sunlit dream became. But you are here to know something, that what you see right here in these children, in this vibrancy, this vibrancy, is that this purity is the root of all creation and all people and all beings. We didn't show you how the animals there had no fear, nor did the people, and how the animals lived closely in a peaceful exchange. The animals were not food, and the people did not eat the animals. This dream of perfection is instilled as a living continuum in the soul of all creation within all beings and all humanity. Therefore, I don't regret the naivety. I don't regret one moment of this sweet dream I had. This dream of apparent innocence, of perfection and sweetness, is like a seed that is the brightest, the strongest, and the most powerful nugget of living life energy. It is the true descent of the sun into material form. And when all else has exhausted itself, and when the timekeeper's burden can get no fuller, and all has been tried and broken and learned and lived, this is where it will return. This is the most exquisite truth of this fusion of the infinite into the dream of life. The descent of consciousness into creative being. still there, sort of, just the water I'm seeing with its play of light and wind and this dance of sunlight on it. I could watch that water forever. Just watch the movement of the light bouncing on it and its cloud of life, the aura of life around it. But I'm being drawn back up into the big ring of watching and away from this picture this dream into just the luminous space and I hear you have heard you have seen you have known
Dream.